What's up, Banana Bunch? You know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the Jungle Gyms Podcast. Now, this is the part of the show where maybe you'll gloss over a little bit, but don't gloss over for too long. I've got a few things I want to get out of the way. First and foremost, if you're listening to the audio-only version of the show, I highly recommend you join us on YouTube. There's so much fun stuff to see here, and while the audio show is going to continue to exist, I just think you should watch it. I it's a, Look how visually pleasing my outfits are. I did that all for you. All right, and then the next part, which is where I ask you for reviews. Now, you can just engage directly with me in comments on YouTube, but if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, you can leave a review for the show there. It helps us do great. Five stars, one star. I don't care. I just like stars in general. I'm not even really counting them. I just want more reviews so that we can be successful. So if you are watching, and you're going to hear me say it now too, I'm actually hanging out today over in Natural Foods because I've got a great episode coming up for you, and I can't wait to tell you all about that. But one last thing before we get down to brass tacks, of which I actually think that's one of the few things we don't sell here at Jungle Gyms. But coming up in June, we're bringing festivals back. Beer Fest 2022 is coming back, and I want to encourage you now to get your tickets before they sell out. That's going to happen. And I just said this last week, and I'm going to say it again, but you're going to be coming to me, Mark, do you think you could get me any tickets? And I'm going to say, yeah, starting at the beginning of May, they were available. So, so do that now. So what's on the menu at the jungle today? Okay, so May is Food Allergy Awareness Month. So we're standing in Natural Foods here. I brought Natural Nate out with me, and we're hanging out today with Sarah from Hungry Harry's, or one of the many, as you can see, brands that we carry here. But I just thought, if you're ever in the area and you're like, you know what, I need some help, you do what I do, and you reach out to Natural Nate. So I'll just let him introduce himself. Maybe you can tell us something you love in this department. Hello, everybody. This is Natural Nate here. Uh, call me Nathan or Natural Nate, whatever works here. <laughs> Well, I'm your guide for the natural selection here at Natty Foods. That's what we do here. We got organic milk all the way to snacks, protein chips, cliff bars, you name it, we got it. Vinegar, kombucha, you know where to stop by. I'm into that. Let's go. Well, thanks, Nate. I really appreciate it. He's super friendly, super excited. I love having you. Can't escape that quickly. I'm bringing him back in. All right, and on that, I say we jump in and let's meet Sarah from Hungry Harry's. What do you say? Let's go, my friend. All right, welcome to the studio today. Sarah from Hungry Harry's. Hi, Sarah. We've already been having a lot of fun off camera. Bit of a chat. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to keep going there. Yeah, I think you like a conversation. No. Never. Cam? I can't hold a conversation either. I'm no good at talking <laughs> and I'm even worse at eating. <laughs> yeah, I'm really bad at eating, actually. <laughs> well, let's dive in first. Tell me a little bit about yourself at Hungry Harry's. Let's start there. So um, I'm Sarah. I'm mum to Harry. Harry is our beautiful son. And at three, we're in Thailand um, having a holiday and Harry had an anaphylaxis, which is an acute allergic reaction to an allergen. It happened to be a tree nut. All he did was eat a cookie. Oh and gosh. we had a situation where we were in the back of an ambulance, where it was, it was life or death. It was disastrous. And so our life changed that day. And it went from being the typical family on a holiday, we can go anywhere, do anything, right. to this layer of complexity coming across our lives because food allergies had entered our world. Right. Fast forward to 2011, and yes, the week of Snowmageddon, we arrived to move to the US. And then all of a sudden I started hunting around and I had to relearn every food brand and I had to search every supermarket to try and find food that he could eat. Go forward a few more years and I was making these little muffins for Harry to take to school every day. And his muffins came home, uh, so his lunchbox came home empty because I thought he'd eaten his lunch, his little muffins. And so a good parenting moment, I said, congratulations, Harry, you ate your lunch. And he went, yeah, no, I didn't. And I went, so who ate your lunch? Vivian, Harry, why did the non-allergy kid eat the allergy kid's lunch? Oh, mum. She liked it. <laughs> and it was a Friday afternoon. I get a visceral response when I tell this story. It was a Friday afternoon. And I grabbed a muffin and I said to my husband, there's something in this. I don't know what it is and I don't know how big it could be. But if the non-allergy kid wants to eat the allergy kid's lunch, we've solved so many problems, everyone's included. Right. And so that's the moment that my husband, who's also a marketer, we kind of looked at each other and went... There are 32 million people across the US with life-threatening food allergies and about 85 million that are impacted by celiac or EOE or other thing, other kind of medical issues where they have to avoid certain foods. So there's this massive market. 
and we make the simple foods, pancakes, muffins, yellow cake, chocolate cake and an all-purpose flour. So we make the base, kind of base foods that you have in every pantry. That's beautiful. How big is your product line right now? Just, just the five products. Okay. So we've started with shelf staple, mm-hmm. um, a range of reasons, because you want it to be integrated into people's, into people's lives. You want the food allergy family to open up the pantry, and that's what they see. So, I love that. Yeah. It's bright, it's colorful, it's fun, it matches you quite a bit oh, already. Thanks. I'm sitting yeah. here going like, and is Harry still hungry? Oh, well, no, <laughs> we're 16, so he's always hungry. Um, <laughs> let's get real. Um, one of the things about Harry and Hungry Harry's mm-hmm. is, you know, we started this, you know, about three or four years ago. And he was 12, 13, and he was like, yeah, I don't want, I don't want anything to do with it. Right. <laughs> now he's 16, and for example, we live in Chicago, and so we're in Mariano stores. His friends will see us in Mariano's, grab the pack, take a photo of Harry on the back of the pack, <laughs> send it to Harry, <laughs> and Harry comes downstairs and goes, Mum, look, look, I just got this, you know, Sam just sent this to me. And I went, oh, good, <laughs> thinking I'm going to get a negative response. And he goes, no, I'm actually really proud. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so he's at a stage where it's fascinating. And to his friends, the entrepreneurial side of the business, mm-hmm. completely fascinating. Oh, yeah, I can't even imagine. Because the kids that sit in his class, that go to the supermarket, that see the product, know he's got food allergies. So your parents did this to help you be able to eat? Oh. Right. So, if nothing else, you're creating a bunch of jealous kids and parents are like, my parents didn't make me a product that <laughs> make my life. Mom and Dad, where are you at on that one? <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom and Dad. So we do carry these at both stores, though, right? On a more serious note of things. Beautiful. Yes. What Was there something about Jungle Gyms that felt so perfect for you to have your products in? You're really open to learning, which is really important. And, for example, the colleague that we just spoke to, you know, food allergy families are everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. And they need to be supported. You know, as I said, 32 million people across the U.S. have life-threatening food allergies and 85 million are impacted by celiac or EOE or other issues where they have to avoid gluten or avoid dairy and all they want to do is eat pancakes like everybody right. else. Yeah. We keep saying we're not trying to put kids on the moon. We just want to give them chocolate cake. Yeah, but I mean if we could do both. Oh really, like it'd be great. I would love to eat chocolate cake on the moon. So maybe yeah, yeah. that's our maybe, next project. Yeah, okay, let's t- talk to Elon about that one. <laughs> He's, he's a little busy this week, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. He's not responding to my tweets right Sorry. now. I'll work on okay. it. Okay. You know? All right. Um <laughs> No, you know, you're joking about putting kids in the moon. I was thinking, well, we talked about this a little bit beforehand. I, on the show, I always refer to food as the universal uniter, right? Yeah. And it is that thing that I think you said it really well. It's like something we need, we get. And it is, I, I think, A, thank you for the compliment about Jungle Gyms and always being willing to learn. Yeah, and also it's like you've got such variety here. And so you cater for international, you know, like you've got international uh, food and you've got all the different varieties, but you also respect the fact that food allergy families just want to be able to come into their local store and purchase what they need. Right. They want to eat the same food as everybody else. Yeah. It's nice to see that we've got such a large section in natural foods dedicated to that. You look, the first, I have to say, the first time I saw your natural (laughs) section, I just, I skipped down the line. I have this video (laughs) that I showed my team and I went, look at this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine doors of frozen gluten-free products. Seriously. Yeah. I have been to supermarkets all over the world. I'm Aussie. I've travelled a lot. I have never seen a supermarket that encapsulates food so well. That's also the range, but the spirit of food. Look at this place. It's joyous. Right. Yeah, it's bright. It's colourful. I mean, look at us. We're we're subtle (laughs) as bricks, really. So what, you know. I'm hoping that I can also be painted in the Ferrari yellow too. So Yeah. Yeah. I think Oh no, go ahead. You know, um I'm gonna ask you a question. Please. What does food mean to you? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, short answer, it's a combination it's the intersection for me between sustenance and happiness. That's beautifully put. I'm going to steal that with Please? permission, I'm sure. Thank you. <laughs> Did I just agree to that? I'll sign the waivers You're later. Quick, yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the things, you know, as a, as a mum, I'm going to take it from the mum perspective. You know, Please. you have your kids and then you go to feed them. And, you, you know, you just want to feed them. You want to feed them pancakes or for them to share a muffin or something like that. 
And when food allergies enter your world, what was normal is no longer normal. So for me to be able to feed Harry a cupcake, I had to make a special cupcake. And the other kids were like, eh, it doesn't taste the same. And I'm like, no, no, it's Hungry Harry's. It tastes like regular food. Right. The, the rite of passage of a mother to feed their child is one of the pillars of being a parent. And when food allergies comes in, all of a sudden you're like, I can't do what I thought I was going to do and what my mum did for me. Right. So the emotional experience of being a parent and feeding your child changes. And so what we do is we make it simple, making allergy-friendly easy. Everybody wants to eat it because it tastes like regular food. Right. And we support the food allergy mum to go, no, you can do that. Because so many of them are, they're fractious and they're so nervous to feed their children when they get a food allergy diagnosis. Because it it's, can be pretty scary for some of them. Oh, for sure. I can't even imagine. I, you know, in, in thinking about this too, I think what's kind of nice is that what it sounds like what you've done with your product line is really kind of shifted even from the idea of it being regular versus allergy free, right? Like yeah. we're just all, it's just an alternate set of ingredients at yeah. the end of the day, right? I mean, how many yeah. times have, how many times have any of you taken a recipe and adjusted something, yeah. you know, because even if it was just something you just preferred, you know, yeah. so it's simple as that. Yeah. To me, it all makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So we're free of the top 14 allergens. So if you put 14 allergens down one side of an axis mm -hmm. and 14 across the, the bottom and you cross-tabulate that, it's 15,363 different combinations of those top 14 allergens and you still can eat Hungry Harry's. Wow. So what that means is that everybody can eat it. Right. So you can use the, the pancake mix with whatever milk you want. You can have it with eggs or without eggs. The muffins, you can use whatever oil you want. The most important thing is being that free from 14 gives it such scope to solve the food allergy challenge of so many families. And also schools, hospitals, military, yeah. so many different options because food allergies, so people with food allergies are everywhere. Right. 8% of kids, 10% of adults, and 13% of serving military. Wow, that's an impressive number. And I think so many of us, and I'm including myself there, we tend to just assume it's something that mostly affect, affects, excuse me, afflicts children. Yeah, no, the highest increase in food allergy is actually in adults. Really? Yeah, so imagine you're a 25-year-old bloke, right. guy, and all of a sudden... Oh, I'm one of the Aussies, I'm Okay, I'm, I'm the bloke, bloke. Uh, <laughs> you're a 25-year-old bloke, and all of a sudden you've been told you can't eat gluten and dairy or soy. You're like, what? Right. So how do I go out with my friends for a burger? How do I do anything? Right. How do I cook for myself? So there's a lot of relearning. Interesting. What are, I mean, do you have any idea how that kind of thing uh, develops as an adult? You know, like where does that it's even come from? It's your immune system. Really? It all Very relates interesting. to your gut. Okay. And so for some reason, you know, you could be able to tolerate shellfish and then all of a sudden you can't eat shellfish anymore. Right, that one like, day. Yeah, like for me, it's um, it's sulfites, so preservatives in okay. food. Yeah, um, they're no good. That's danger, danger, danger for me. So I eat real food. I eat food that I can see the ingredients. I love that. I think that's something that I'm hoping that we can all encourage people to start doing, kind of across the board. I think there has been this beautiful food renaissance as far as uh, the qu the quest for knowledge, yep. uh, and that people are infinitely more concerned with what they're eating. I kind of saw a lot of that happen during the pandemic. Actually, Absolutely. I'm sort of surprised. I, I was, you know, going into it, I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting, and then coming out, not that we're out out of it, but like you know, watching it develop over the last couple of years has been really interesting to see how for all the negatives of it, there've been a lot of good growth in, yes. in interesting ways, especially in the food end of things. And also, especially around baking, because yeah. people were at home and they rediscovered baking yeah. and they've kept going. It's not like they've stopped. Right, no, why not? I mean, like, I, you know, I went from, I, I was always a home chef, so I'm probably yeah. not like a good example here, but just knowing my friends who forever were the, I eat lunch out, I eat dinner out, and then rinse, wash, repeat. Yeah. And now they're like, oh, I, I cooked like four times this week. That's a huge improvement. Huge improvement. Yeah. But it's also the fact that people have understood that food is for sustenance, but it's also for emotional support. Right. And it's for to nurture themselves. Yeah. So that's, you know, they've started to understand that it's not just I'm eating for fuel. I'm right. eating because the experience of preparing food and sharing food right. and eating food myself 
makes me feel better. Yeah, there's a beautiful community aspect about it. I don't think that gets discussed often. I'm glad you brought that up today. Yeah. That's awesome. So we have a beautiful community behind Hungry Harry's. They're called our Hungry Harry's Home Bakers. Yeah. And so we have 25 families from all over the country. No kidding. They are all ethnicities, all religions, all all faiths. Beautiful. um, All ages. um, We have kids, we have adults, we have young men, we have grannies. And we send them a box of product every month and they bake and they share. Oh, cool. And they use Hungry Harry's the way that their food allergy family needs them to use it. So we have one beautiful young woman in uh, Wisconsin, um, Till Deli. She's a food allergy advocate and she's dangerously allergic to dairy. So she makes everything dairy-free. Yeah. It's got to be tough being in Wisconsin. Yeah, but she she makes cupcakes and takes them to her tennis team and they're like, they get demolished. Everybody eats them. Right. Because these are delicious. Yeah, that's Hungry Harry's. (laughs) Um, And then we have a guy in, um, a bloke in, in New Jersey. His name's Jake. He's actually a taekwondo Special, uh, like athlete, he's amazing. That's so cool. And he takes Hungry Harry's and a little dash mini makeup when he travels to tournaments all over the country because he needs to control how his food is prepared. Solves the problem, goes everywhere. That's amazing. That's so cool. If someone, how do you all source these people? Is it just they come to us? That's what I was kind of guessing. So uh, then, my next question is: If somebody's watching this, like, hey, I want to get involved. Is there a contact form? Sure. Yeah, on the on the website, go to the website and just email us, and we'll you know we'll have a chat. Dive in. That's so cool. Yeah. One of the most important parts of it is like there's a beautiful family in Michigan Mm -hmm. and it's Linnell and she's African-American. She's got two sons who have very severe allergies. Mm -hmm. They had never had fried chicken. Oh. I know. So they used our all-purpose flour and she made up a fried chicken recipe and then she called me and we just had fried chicken. My kids, (laughs) my boys are like 12 and 13 and have never had fried chicken and I used, I created fried chicken with your all-purpose flour and I'm like, yeah, give it a go. Right. Yeah. Why not? Exactly. That's so cool. one of the things uh, food allergy families face is that they're kind of excluded from everything. And right. we're like, no, everybody's included. Use the product, to bake the way you need to bake. Yeah. And we wear being a food allergy family as a badge of pride because it has allowed us to do so many different things. We're an Australian family running a business in America. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where how that happened, but we're doing it. Um It just, you have to think differently. And one of the other things about food allergy families is their level of empathy. Because we all know what those critical medical situations are like. And we do everything to avoid them. But we all know the the path that you have to take and the levels of complexity that you have. And the fact that mums just want to bake for the kids. Kids want to share cupcakes in a classroom parties. You know? Yeah. We just want to do what everybody else does. I want to be able to get on a plane... And fly from one side of the country to the other without a nut exposure. Can we do that, please, people? Yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because you see, and, you know, I, you can imagine my world. I spend a lot of time in social media, and you see yeah. a lot of, like, pushback to those things. And I'm sure you see a ton of it directly, too. But I, I think it's funny. I think, and maybe this is my time to get on my soapbox, but it's like providing an, the option to include other people doesn't exclude you it's just including everyone i I don't know why that's such a hard concept to grasp you made a great point about empathy too which is that a lot of people aren't like empathetic to a situation and then they go through it and then they're like oh now i get it yeah and also can i can you know having an anaphylaxis is not fun um it's also very very scary to watch I can't even um, imagine. So an anaphylaxis is an acute reaction, and mm-hmm. it can go very, very quickly. And it can be multi-system, so the way you breathe. Sure. You, um, and the aim is to avoid it by making sure you're not exposed to the allergen. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like I was flying back from Sydney one time, and the flight attendant put a box of nuts down on my tray. And I said, seriously, I've, we've gone through this. Please, no nuts. And yeah. he put it on the – then she put it on the – passenger next to me and he said i'm a parent too i don't want the nuts yeah i mean how badly do we need peanuts on our flight at this point you know yeah it's just you know if you lead with empathy we solve so many problems so true it's like preventative maintenance yeah and also we've all had a really tough time over the last two years so if we lead with empathy and we actually lead with care we're all going to be better because that's where we all need to be right i think everyone appreciates kindness being directed at them but sometimes don't recognize that in order to get that, we all have to project it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. That's my secret to life, everyone. Yeah, be kind. <laughs> Lead with empathy, as please. simple as it is. Um, you know, I, I was originally going to ask, well, I'll still ask this, actually. Speaking of all of the allergies, what are some of the most common ones that we hear about? You know, I know we hear things like gluten-free, obviously, so I would assume that would be celiac. You've got them conveniently labeled on the bag, right? All dairy, right, peanuts. All on the front. So Let's dairy, go. peanuts, egg, gluten, soy, tree nuts, fish, shellfish. Then you have uh, sesame, mustard, sulfites, mollusk, lupins, celery, and we also are excluded from casein. A celery allergy? Well, celery is used uh, in meat uh, meat processes. So oh, some people, yeah, it came I had up no idea. One, of, one of the top 14. Wow. But we're one of the top 14 because ultimately we want to run an export business. Right. And globally, top 14 is what you have in the UK and in Europe and yeah. the rest of the world. Or At the moment, tra- the US is based on top nine. Mm-hmm. Sesame is the ninth allergen, was passed by the FASTA Act, which came through. I think it was March of last year. Hmm. Yeah. Wow, I wonder what, what what do you think they'll, like what will it take to get us to add more, I'd say numbers to the list, but to? It will be, basically it's the prevalence. Obviously okay. the further down the list, the less you get. But sesame right. is one that is in so many foods and it's not correctly labeled. So there are some labeling laws that are coming through where Interesting. things need to be labeled properly. That's a whole world of the food industry I'd love to really learn about is like, you know, those sorts of like bits of processing. Like, yeah, the idea that like celery is used in meat processing mm-hmm. kind of blows my mind a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you can it, it take out sulfites and mm-hmm. put in celery so it's a natural thing. So it can be used in those processes. That's wild. And the other thing I was going to ask you too is that I saw we obviously have some of these recipes out here. Are these from you all or are these from some of the yeah. home bakers? So this is, our, this is our bacon share card. And what we do, and you can download these from the website, oh, is cool. when food allergy families are sharing food, they want to be able to show what's the ingredients. So we just have these. Oh, so beautiful. Because a food allergy family is going to eat something. They know Hungry Harry's and they know that we're free of 14. Right. But how is the mix used? Well, here's an example. So they know exactly what's in it. The degree that's, of comfort. That's amazing. So it, it solves the core issue around comfort and surety that a food allergy family has. I love that. And it's perfect timing too, because this month is uh, Food Allergy Awareness Month, yep. right? We're Food Allergy Awareness Month. and then Convenient got, timing. Yeah. And then we've got Food Allergy Awareness Week coming up. Oh, beautiful. Oh, we'll make sure we air it during that then. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. So on the things that you brought in with you, do you have a personal favorite? Oh, I like the, the vegan lemon bar. The lemon bars? Yeah, I'm a lemon person in general. Oh, it's too. just we, delicious. Oh, yeah, give it a go. Let's do Rock it. Rock on. Um, so one of the most important things is with Hungry Harry's, you bake the way you need to bake. So you can bake any which way. You can make it dairy-free. You can make it vegan. Like the pancakes. If you're allergic to dairy, you can use an oat milk and then you just make them with egg and right. they're, just, they're pancakes. The waffles, I've done those this morning. I made them with, with oat milk. So you tell me what you think. Oh, I will gladly. You can probably tell from the way my eyes are about to light up. <laughs> Chewing on camera, something I'm still not getting used to. That is wonderful. And I really like the crust on the bottom too. It's got a lot of flavor. Yeah. The texture's right on point. It's not heavy, though. No, not at all. Because people perceive that baking gluten-free or allergy-friendly, mm-hmm. you're going to end up with a brick. Well, right. No, not at all. No, not at all. Yeah. Who am I kidding myself? I went to put it away. <laughs> I love my food. It's delicious. Yeah, so Harry still has pancakes for breakfast every morning. And you know what? It tastes really... And, you know, not to say that other baked goods wouldn't taste fresh, but it's really fresh-tasting. Yeah. Wow. So one of the, you know, our process with our food allergy families and our home bakers is just give it a go. Right. Give it a go. Bake the way you need to bake. And make, it's about, being a food allergy family can be really complex because you've got food allergies to consider how you're going to travel, you've got a lot of doctor's appointments, all that type of stuff. So the way we've made the mixes is that just make life easy for yourself. You can have it more easy than it has been. It right. doesn't always have to be so complex. No, not at all. You know, I was thinking, this is maybe one of my final notes here. It's very specific, but I just saw it on two of the uh, the cards. 
What is a common egg replacement? Because I do see that in a decent amount of baking yeah, recipes. Yeah, so you can use uh, vinegar. Mm -hmm. You can use a little bit more bicarb soda. You can use flaxseed. You can huh. use aquafaba, which is the, the, the bean juice, the right? The bean juice, which yeah. is, yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so it depends, you know, depends on what you need. Oh, okay. That's why we are free of 14, and then we say, bake the way you need to Yeah, bake. do whatever after do that. It, it's yeah. like, we, we did the heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you just... I know what it's like, you know, to try and make something. It was actually one of our um, home bakers, and mm -hmm. she said, the hardest thing for me as being a food allergy mum was walking in with other baked goods that trying to share for my son's birthday in class. The kids took one bite and threw it away. She said, I just stood there in tears. Um, but she said, again, it's her rite of passage as a mum to be able to do something. Right. She said, with Hungry Harry's, everybody eats it. Everybody wants to eat it. And the little hands are coming back for seconds. It tastes like regular food. That's amazing. So it's that emotional journey that is supported as well as the fact that you're, you're having something gorgeous. I am on board for this. I love it. A little inclusivity. Everybody gets to enjoy. I mean, we were joking off air. Or not joking. I mean, I was telling you the story off air where I remember that growing up as yeah. a kid where... Yeah, there's one kid in the class who never got to eat at any of the birthday parties. And I always used to think about how sad that must have been. Yeah. You know? It's like, yeah. you just wanted a cupcake. Yeah. yeah. You just, you know, and especially as a kid, too. I mean, I think we all crave this as humans, but, like, especially in your youth, you just kind of want to feel like you're a part it's of something. Part of something. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, that, you know, it's everyone's included. I love that you're doing this. This is amazing. I'm looking forward to trying. I'm going to make pancakes this weekend. Yeah. I'm excited. You. Yeah, there are, you know, as I said, there's a bundle of people, but... There's no way of switching your food allergies off. So you can't, it's not like a backpack here, leave it at home. Right. Yeah. So whether you've got, you know, um, a child going to preschool or school or high school mm -hmm. or off to college or joining the military or traveling for business or has to have a hospital stay, those food allergies are going with you. Right. So we're in a situation where the bit from the business perspective, we're talking to schools and childcare centers and colleges, and we're talking to hospitals and hotel groups, because food allergy families travel. Right. Food, they have to go and spend a night in hospital sometimes. Yeah. Um, they need access to, to safe food. So food allergies are like your shadow, they go everywhere. So we're ensuring that Hungry Harry's is available as many places as possible. Shine a little light on it. <laughs> you know, it's, life, life is complex. Let's not make it any harder. I agree with that, beautifully yeah. said. Yeah. Sure, this has been an absolute pleasure talking with you today. Thank you. Um, Bit of fun. Yeah, right. I want to talk about Elijah's Law. Okay. Um, so there's one story I'd like to share. Please. Um, we have a lovely uh, family, friends and in um, uh, on the East Coast, and their little boy Elijah was in a childcare centre in New York, mm -hmm. and he was fed a cheese sandwich, even though he's dangerously allergic to cheese. And unfortunately, the, the result was he passed away. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. awful. It's a, well, it, it didn't need to happen. Right. So his family um, worked on passing Elijah's Law in New York, which means that everybody in childcare centres has to be trained on how to recognise an anaphylaxis and administer an EpiPen and change their food service protocols. Well, Thomas and his wife, Dina, and uh, son, Sebastian, work tirelessly to ensure that not one more child passes away from an anaphylaxis in this situation. So the law has passed in Illinois, in, sorry, passed in New York, mm -hmm. also in Illinois, and Virginia and Pennsylvania. It's in discussion in California, and it's basically going across the country. Beautiful. The most important part about a largest law is it's bipartisan, okay? Everybody wants to keep kids safe. Right. Everybody understands that it's reviewing protocols, ensuring there are EpiPens in childcare centres and in schools. So that if by some unforeseen circumstance a child does get exposed to an allergen, there is the medical device to keep them safe. And we work very closely with a company called Belay as well and they've got you know, an EpiPen kit that can go into the childcare centre and it, it shows people how to use it and they do training and things like that. So you know, from something that was very challenging, we've actually had something that's incredibly positive and again, everyone's included. It's a bipartisan law. Right. Everybody's supporting it. And it's moving very quickly to other states across the U.S. because everybody wants to keep their kids safe. Right. I think, you know, and this maybe touches on a little bit of what we talked about before, but I think there's so often, unfortunately, you know, in these cases where someone I'm sure was just like, ah, what's the big deal? Yeah. You know, and it's... 
You know, I always try to put it this way for people. I'm like, imagine if it was you with the problem that they're dealing with. You know, like, would you want someone to just treat you in such a cavalier, yeah, quick and manner? No. And it's, you know, some, the anaphylaxis can be an extreme reaction. And right. the aim is you don't want to be in that situation. Absolutely. Um, and you don't want anybody else to see. So you make sure you've got your, you always carry two EpiPens. Um, you always have your own food and things like that. Right. But it is, you know, we want to, it remove the fear and keep the responsibility. Right. We can. I t- Harry's flown two hundred thousand miles. That is seven times around the world, or sixty-two times between the east and the west coast. Wow. So I've taken this kid everywhere. Yeah. How we take our own food. Right. Okay. We're organised. We get on early. We get pre-board, so we go on. We clean the seat and we do things like that. Mm-hmm. But we have our own food, so we're fine. That's amazing. Yeah. It's like knowledge. Is really the key to all of this, ultimately, right? And just a little preparation. Preparation, and then, knowledge, and ensuring that, as a community, we look outwards. Right, a little dash of empathy on everybody. Yeah, yeah. because you know, and also the people who have anaphylaxis un- unexpectedly aren't not necessarily food allergy families. There's somebody who's developed an allergy unexpectedly, and they, you know, I've been in a situation where I'm going, "You're having an anaphylaxis. This is what you need today." Right. And they're like, "Hang on, how did this happen?" Well, can. Anybody can have an anaphylaxis. Right. Those with food allergies have a higher chance because of the allergen. But again, if we just lead with empathy. Be funny to see how that world works. Oh, we've all got the capacity of doing that. I 100% agree. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm hoping it's bits like in these conversations, as trite or silly as this might sound, but I hope somebody watches this and goes, oh, I have a better understanding now. Yeah. You know? And then hopefully it's empowering to those people who are in that, you know, in the struggles with it, right? You know, I know I can think of plenty of parents in my personal life who yep. are struggling with this on a day-to-day. They're like, yep. well, what Your about these Your colleague we met just outside Liter- the studio. Exactly. Outside yeah. the studio. It's everywhere. Yeah. A- a dairy and egg. And I'm like, here you go. Right. I'm here for this. One of the things that we've seen a change is the grandmothers. Really? Because grannies want to bake for their kids. Yeah. And now they can with Hungry Harry's and they feel better. Because they are concerned that the child has food allergies and want to solve the problem. And so being able to bake for their grandchildren like they've always done before, and now they've got something that the kids will eat and they can share it with the neighbour next door and everyone's included. Simple, really. We all just want to sit at the table. We all want to break bread, sit at the table and and enjoy food together. Yeah, you can. Well, I got to today too, so thank you for that. I appreciate that. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Eye-opening too. I really appreciate it, Sarah. Our pleasure. Love it. Well, I'm looking forward to the future. Hopefully, yeah, I'm 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 going to start following your home bakers. I want to see what they start cooking oh, up for us. They're gorgeous. I think that's they're, such a great idea. Have too. a look at Livy. There's a okay. young, li- Livy's. I think she's about four, and she's just beautiful. <laughs> she does. Her mum does um, videos for us, and Livy bakes and goes. I'm eating this. <laughs> so, so instead of food being something Livy fears, right? Food is something she embraces. That's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, thank you for providing that for so many people, too. I think it's really cool. Our pleasure. And thanks for having it here so we can help provide it to the masses. And also, thank you for sharing knowledge and being open to hearing what we're doing. Oh, my gosh. My pleasure. I I think that's... uh, I mean, well, literally, it is my job here, but it's something that I think that helped me get this position in the first place because I am genuinely interested about it, you know? For me, this is a show of growth for not just the audience, but the secret is that I'm learning too. Yeah, yeah. You know? And also, you've got such an array of products out there. Mm-hmm. You know, to have, you know, food allergy options is really supportive. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, you're so welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming in today, Sarah. My pleasure. Sarah, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you coming out. I've loved getting to hear your story and learning all about Elijah's Law, something I would have never, ever heard about probably. So thank you for that. And I encourage everyone to come out to our natural food section, try out some Hungry Harry's amongst all the other fun and cool brands. I almost said fun and cool together. That would have been a weird word to say, uh, fool. But uh, try all those brands that we've got and have some fun with me. So. 
You know, on the show, I sometimes like to do these uh, unorthodox bits at the end. And realistically, now that this is a video show, and that's your second hint to view us on YouTube, I thought it'd be fun to kind of turn this into a late night show. I think from the jump, I always envisioned it going that way eventually anyway. And I was like, oh, we need a musical guest. So if you've been a longtime listener to the show, you'll know that back this past December, I got asked to guest DJ with John John over at Kiss 107 FM here in Cincinnati. And during my time there, I met a bunch of other rising stars. So one in particular was a young woman named Kendall Park. And Kendall was living in LA and just moved to Nashville to continue her rise through the music industry. Uh, and on her way back, I coerced Kendall to join me here, perform a little bit, and to try some fun international treats. So here's Kendall Park. Let me introduce you to Kendall Park here, pop star. She hates when I keep referring to her as such, even though that's who she is. Uh, <laughs> I met you at, well, I should, I should back up. We had, an, we had an accidental What Brings You In guest a few months ago, right around New Year's Eve. Uh, and I grabbed somebody in the store, and he turned out to be an excellent musician named Babe Wells. Ooh. And after that, I was like, well, we got to do musical guests. So, of course, I just met you as well. I was like, this will be great. Let me know when you're in town so next. Cool. So So tell everybody a little bit about what you do. Well, I'm from Cincinnati, but I've been living in L.A. just doing the music thing. So I write songs, I sing them, and I do a lot of the work behind the scenes of my videos and, you know, the styling and production and all those things, too. So Yeah, you look awesome. Thank That's you. A, yeah, for sure. Always cool. And then, it's a whole operation. Yeah. <laughs> There's a team. Well, you met my team that helps me, too. Yes. And they oh, they're actually, lovely. You guys and they, are great. they refuse to dress me, so we'll work on oh that my after God. <laughs> I love your shirt. Thank you. I appreciate that. You look great. Thank you. Likewise. Um, now I'm going to blush. <laughs> well, I thought it'd be fun while we were here, not just talking about what you do, because I am going to have you perform for everybody. As my, yes, you're I'm my so first excited. official musical guest on the show. That's so cool. Yeah. And thank you for having me on. I, my absolute pleasure. I This is cool. I know we already said this off air, but I'll tell the audience too, but I've had recipe in my head <laughs> since you played it at John John's on uh, Kiss 107 when we met there. Oh, that's so good. Not a joke. It's almost embarrassing to me. I'm just like, no. Oh, no, 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 it's no. Great. Yeah, so you wrote a great song. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Why don't we start by sipping a little beverage here? So Let's do it. I think up first, this is your this was your pick. This is a fudge brownie cookie dough Cheers. bites. Cheers, yes. I don't even know how to explain that. You know when you smell a chocolate candle? Mm-hmm. It's pretty much yes, what it tastes like. That's exactly what it tastes you know? like. It's like, like soda first, then chocolate right. hits you. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I actually, you know, I thought that was going to be super sweet and not, I didn't think I'd like it at all, but I kind of actually think I might like the it a little bit. The smell is stronger than the drink. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. As I'm swirling it here, you can tell I spent too much time with Somali You're like, eyes. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, whoa, that's so, that's It weird. really opens up the bouquet. <laughs> You gotta hold it by the stem. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. That You don't want it to warm up. I'm getting yeah. good at it. You know, I started here. I'm working my way down. That's impressive. That's good. All right, and we, I know we brought a bunch of different... I don't even know what we've mm -hmm. got. I'm I think some of these are sesame crackers with... Uh, oh, no, they're rice crackers with seaweed. Yeah, should we try? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, and they're, one has wasabi and one doesn't, and we don't know. Do you want me to find out? Or are you No, less? let's just do okay, it. Okay, yeah, you pick first then. Okay, I'm gonna go with this side. All right, then I'll go with the other side. I'm scared. Is yours hot? I think I got the wasabi one. <laughs> okay, mine's not that hot. It's very mild, actually. Really? I wouldn't even call it very spicy. It's like a little bit inside. Wow. It's good. Yeah, that's really good. It almost tastes, funny enough, um, Chris V, who's out off frame here, he said he mentioned sushi earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a lot of sushi vibes. It's probably the seaweed, obviously. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, that's delicious, though. It's pretty good. Yeah, I would definitely eat those. Now I'm curious about the plate one. I'm going to try that as comparison. I'm not going to eat the wasabi one. I got lucky. <laughs> I will say this. Yeah, it's very plain. I I think Which I prefer the wasabi. Yeah, it really? had a little more. I don't I don't think you'll think it's spicy. Truly, Can and I I'm try not, it? Yeah, I would do it. It's just a little flavor in there. Oh, it does taste different right off the bat. Right, and that but that that's about as much heat as you'll get out of it. Oh, that's not bad. No, not at all. Oh, it's getting spicy. Yeah, but I think it should stop. It's hopefully, spicy. if not, we got to drink the next one. All right. So while we're talking oh, about God. that, I'm not gonna, the mustard one. I know that's the one I'm the least excited about. But when uh, when Soda King Nick Hughes tells you to drink the mustard soda, I just need to tell everyone it smells so bad. I haven't smelled it yet. I'm going to. Please take a whiff. <laughs> it smells horrific. <laughs> I know. What would the mustard man say? Oh, God. Oh, okay. gosh. Three, two, one. I took a baby sip. 
I thought that would be worse. Again, it's, the smell is worse than the drink. Yeah, it's sort of like, it's just Sprite with I a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'll try another sip just to see. Uh, who makes these things? Um, oh, yeah. You know what? It, it tastes like a balloon. It doesn't really taste like. <laughs> <laughs> Lester's fixins. We got all, oh you, y'all get your fixins. Oh, yeah, I need a dump bucket for that. You um, know, I will never try that again, <laughs> but. Oh, fuck it. I'm just going to pound it. You no, have to I'm do fine. it? Yeah. I don't oh, know my to... gosh. He's finishing the drink. <sighs> Dearly beloved. <laughs> I cannot believe that. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, let's move let's on then. Let's eat something that yeah. tastes good. Uh, let's go with another one of your picks. I think the little, we got some of the, uh, I think they're both from the, is it? Doku Bakery, uh, but yes. we bring a lot of uh, uh, Asian bakeries in here. I know I went with the mocha cream bread. I'm excited about that. And then yeah, you have, like, I have cinnamon like a cinnamon twist. Yeah, like a cinnamon twist. Dive situation. in, baby. It's all you. Okay. You got to try it with yep, me. I will. Let's go. This Ooh. looks so good. I almost beat you. Sorry. <laughs> How dare you? Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> that mm. rules. There's nothing bad about that. That's the exact opposite of how I felt about mustard soda. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> it so doesn't good. taste anything like a balloon. No. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> That's so good. It really tasted like a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awful and hilarious. Like a latex one. Like, uh, yeah. Oh. Well, that's fire. That was awesome. Yeah. All the little Asian bakeries are killer. Um, I'm going to yell off camera. These are, yes. those are the dried plums, right? The red, yeah. Okay. Let's, Should we try it? Sour. I'll try that. Yeah. Let's sour dried plums. Dried plums all the way from Asia, because I forget which section of Asia we got it in. They're Japanese. Do you smell things before you eat them? Or is that Usually, just like me? Like, I no. need to like scope it out. Uh, it, it depends. Sometimes I won't. I'll do the bite sniff, but mm. I, I do know I it's something you. I'm trying to be more conscious of. Mm. This smells like, you know, kind of oh raisiny. Is it that sour? It's sour. It's sour. I only like licked it and it's sour. Oh. Woo! Oh my God. Popping fresh over here. Whoa. I don't get much plum flavor at all. Oh my God. You gotta chase it with the mustard soda. That's a really the good combo. <laughs> I'm it out. I hope you don't hate me. No, it's okay. Do you want a garbage can? Yeah, do you have one? Yes. It's Sorry. so sour. I'm going to eat the whole I thing. Great oh, pick. <laughs> Come get one. She suggested it. Oh, cool. my well, gosh. Well, ask her Thank to you. find a new job. Thank you so much. <laughs> wow. Ugh. It smells like a raisin. Mm. Oh, I'm like aging my face just by eating this. Oh. This is the best show we've done yet. I'm so just like, who makes these things? Like, I actually want to know who buys that for like... Regular eating. You know, like enjoyment. Like, oh, I, I need to go get that. I think it's just a testament to the different palates all over the world. That's what I keep yeah. telling myself. <laughs> Wolf mustard soda. Props I to people. Again. Yeah. Not mustard soda. Oh, I forgot there was, that was what was still in the What bottom. do we have next? What is this? This is Ting. So this is a one... Uh, Co-producer Lucky got me hip to. It's a sparkling ga grapefruit beverage, and it's from mm. Jamaica. It smells like a bougie Sprite. That is a great way to describe mm -hmm. it. Yeah, bougie Sprite's got a little cranberry, or cranberry, grapefruit. Mm, yeah, I could drink that. That's yeah, the winner. It's refreshing, for mm -hmm. sure. It's one of my favorites, so thanks to Lucky for that one. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, cool, Kendall, before we try more stuff here, because yes. you got a couple more, two more things, I think, to try officially. How did you know? Like, what was it? What happened in your life where you're like, I'm going to go be a musician. I'm going to go leave Cincinnati and go to hmm. L.A. at 18. That's a good question. I feel like I can't really give you a time just because I, I never didn't want to do that. I love that, though. So, yeah, like for my fifth birthday, I remember at my grandma's house, I made everybody go in the backyard and like watch me sing and just like very foreshadowy <laughs> of yeah. the future. So I don't know. It's like, it's just like not a question. I love that answer though, because I think that's the case for a lot of us in the mm -hmm. creative space is that we're just like, yeah, you just, there's that, it's an indescribable calling. In not a, a decision. Yeah. yeah. You're just, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I kind of don't know what else you, you would do. You know, you probably feel the same way. Like, well, I, I don't know. There's nothing else I want to do. Yeah. I just always wanted to perform one way or another. I love doing the podcast thing. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I've been a musician myself too. And like yeah. that and acting and yeah, it's just fun to get out there. You know what I think for me it was, I think I just really liked 
that it made people happy or at least seemed like it. And that might sound a little corny and no, not whatever. at all. But like I was like, oh, this is a thing. I can do this thing innately and people seem to enjoy it. Yeah, let's do more of because that. Because do people ever tell you like, oh my gosh, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you're in front of people. I don't know. Like, All the time. Yeah, there's so many people in the world who can't like imagine like just wanting to be in front of people. Which is wild so to it's me. it's so strange. Yeah, but we just got to, we'll, so we'll fill the gap for it. But yeah. I get a lot, I also get a lot of people, well, you were one of them today. You're like, oh, you're born for this. And I kind of feel the same exact way about you. Oh, Yeah. I mean, it, it, honestly, from the moment I met you, I was like, oh, cool. I better get a hold on her it's now oh, before she stops <laughs> responding to my text. I better get a hold on you before this podcast takes off. <laughs> Call me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, thank you. You. And I think, yeah, we're like very similar. Yeah, that's really cool. No, mm -hmm. I always like, I like having these moments. I don't get to have a lot of them. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, what I'm was so the big drive for you leaving? So, you know, coming back through LA yes. and not that I want to tell everybody where you're going, but no, what's, what's okay. the desire to go to Nashville now? Well, LA feels like home. Like at this point, I feel like I've lived there for so long, yeah. but it's just so expensive. Like rent is going up and also safety is exponentially going down right so it's just like not worth it to me um to feel unsafe and to be paying to be somewhere that i feel unsafe yeah essentially yeah um but like i'll always love la it still will like always feel like home but sure. i think nashville is kind of where the energy is flowing right now and if it doesn't work i'm just keeping the mindset of nothing's permanent so yeah i think that's like a, a thing that i think we need to keep in mind especially as young people like i don't have any commitments like i don't have kids i don't have like like these this is the time where i should be exploring and like and yeah, if it doesn't work it doesn't work then i love that mindset reevaluate yeah yeah, life is crazy, and I'm like, everyone has their own calling. Like, you're going to end up in the right place no matter what, so. Yeah, that's a, a beautifully said. Well, I appreciate it. I'm glad that you came down to uh, talk to us about that a little bit. Uh, let's try one, Let's try the last two things, and then we'll let's have you sing your, for us. Let's try your pick. That sounds good. Okay, let's go uh, the mocha cream bread. Mocha cream bread. I, I'm hoping it's delicious. You got a nice little little, uh, little cream, little creamy goo. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I won't say the word goo. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That's really mild and light. What I like so much about the international snacks here is that um, it's always, it's never very sweet. Like the bread is like, yeah. it's nice and refreshing. It's the, not like overpowering. Right. The cream is not super sweet, but it's it's got a little sweetness that's to it. really good. And the mocha flavor, that's a good one. That might be like the best thing. Yeah. I think right now plate. I'm torn between that and the one. And the one that you picked, actually. Both from the same bakery, <laughs> conveniently. Pastries. Yeah. What can we say? Right. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Um, before we're done, I want to try one of the little white yes. candies there, too. Are these supposed to be sweet or sour? They're sweet. These, these are sweet. Perfect. One of their candies. Oh, awesome. Okay. Ooh, they do. It's like a sweet yeah, it good. smells nice. Do you chew it? I'm going to like, How do I approach it. this? Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's good. It's almost like a creamsicle. Mm-hmm. That rules. That's really good. Thanks, Calpis or Calpies or Trapeze. Yeah, no, that's definitely above these um, sour plums yeah. for me. <laughs> I will say, I really like the rice snacks on mm -hmm. the salty. I was impressed by those. The sour plums were unique. <laughs> you know, not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> they were incredibly sour. They smelled like raisins. But I'm with you. I think all the sweets really did it for both uh -huh. of us. But I feel like both of us have a sweet tooth that turns yeah. out. Yeah, no, yeah. What's your we favorite do of like drinks? ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> Today on the show, we're... Sorry um, for people that hate that. Too. Yeah, that joke's on them. They subscribed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm going Ting as my favorite of the drinks. Me too. So I really Hands thought mustard. Down. <laughs> Hands down. Screw mustard. <laughs> All right. Well, Kendall, on that, uh, uh, before we let you sing, where can everybody find you? You're on all major streaming platforms, right? Yeah, you can find me anywhere. It's just Kendall Park with an E at the end. And I would love if you guys would check me out. Cool. Well, on that, uh, you want to sing for us? Let's do it. Awesome. Sugar, spice, everything nice. You could get what's coming to you. Body, mind, on it all the time 
My sweet tooth's got a taste, yeah Don't you want a big house to put all of the kids down Then we could sip our champagne and cuddle up on the cloud couch Don't that sound like heaven? No question Don't you want the shit for life? Baby, I'm the recipe Salty, then I'm sweet I could be your everything I got it right where you need it Salty that I'm sweet. I could be your everything. I got it right when you need it. Honey, ice, keep you satisfied. Don't you act like you don't like it. So in tune to your every mood. With me, what you want, you got it. To put all of the kids down the week A sip of champagne and cuddle upon the cloud couch Don't that sound like heaven? No question Don't you want the shit for life? Baby, I'm the recipe Salty, then I'm sweet I could be your everything I got it right where you need it Baby, I'm the recipe Salty, then And conveniently, Kendall did a song about food. Thank you, Kendall. Brilliant idea. Definitely going to answer way less questions about why I had you on the episode now. <laughs> hey, if you're out there and you're a musician or some sort of interesting, weird performing artist and you think that you would make sense being on the show, and really think about that. Don't just send me everything you've got. Hit me up at podcast at junglegyms.com. Send me an email and send me a clip of whatever it is you do. I'm very curious to see what kind of talent's out there. That's what I'm here for, using my platform to hang out with flowers. All right, everyone, I'm going to hang out with these flowers here in our garden center. If it's springtime when you're watching this, you should definitely come out and get some of this stuff. I don't even know what these are. Tritunias? Sounds great. I'd like to try two of them, too. All right, everyone, see you next week at the show. Like, share, and subscribe. You know how this works. You've watched a video on the internet before. Bye. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.